no matter where life takes us, we want to always stay rooted together, but we also want to root for each other. I think it was just a name that felt like it encompassed so many different little things. And I think it would be even hard to explain, but it just, it came and it just felt right. Like, And it's become something. It's it become spinoffs and it's become nicknames and we have our Rudies. Yes. And when you're bad, we'll call you Rudy Giuliani's. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Stay Rooted with your hosts, Stephanie and Lauren. Pull up a chair because you're attending the virtual mom support group. Light your sage because we are going through it and growing through it. And And we're we're always rooting for you. I did something for you today. For me? Like, just for Mm, you. Stop. I had the day off, and I thought, what should I do for Steph? Should I read? No, thank you. (laughs) I said, I'll watch a show she's watching. I watched three episodes of um, season two of Love on the Spectrum. You did? I did, and I loved it. I think I actually watched four. This, I think I'm literally, like, I think I just finished episode four, so actually right before I came here, I was watching it with my sister and Luke, and like... So last night, Luke and I binge-watched, like, the first three episodes, and I was a fan of season one, but so far, season two, I'm, like, even more into <laughs> I love it. I, I absolutely love I, it. I don't even know where to begin, but last night, I have to say, when we were binge-watching it, I can't even tell you how many times Luke looked at me and he was like, are you okay? And I was literally just, like absolutely sobbing, smiling, <laughs> laughing, crying. I was like, really giddy watching it. It was, <laughs> it was such a feel-good thing. The Honestly, I was so happy and giddy. The parts that were making me super emotional, which I'm sure you can assume, were hearing the mothers be like, I've always wanted them to find somebody. Oh my goodness, I've always I worried know. about them being lonely. Like literally just speaking to every thought that I've ever had, of course. Oh, like yeah. revolving around Lukey. Yeah. And so I'm like my emotions, it's like one second I'm sobbing, one second I'm cracking up, like so joyful and just so happy <laughs> and just like, oh, I don't even know. It's- and honestly, the more I watch, I'm like, I am Abby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Abby, like Tell me you also love puppies, right? I love Abby so much. Bring me to see lions. Yes. You know, I will close mouth kiss your face off. When she (laughs) is, close mouth always, when she is going Ah. through the safari, like in the middle of Africa, and she's just like, but when are we getting to the lions? Like, I need (laughs) to see the lions. And when she's in the tub and she just like can't really (laughs) relax, I'm like, that's the most relatable content I've ever seen. I don't know. But but I didn't marry a David. I married a Connor. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) When Connor was... Connor Connor on the speed dating. So one of the new... He wasn't on season one, right? Connor's new. I feel like I watched season one, but I watched season one like in a passing by. It was on during the the day kind of way. Because it's such a good show to have on in the background. It's just feel good. So I don't remember. But I think Connor's new and Connor... I, first of all, I, I'm really, like, connecting with these mothers, and I really love Connor's mother, and I love his siblings, okay. and I love his whole family. Connor's mother looks like your mother. Like, I know. <laughs> like, I'm like, I love Judy? my mom. <laughs> she looks just like your mom. I was She's like, so cute. Mom? She's very cute, and I love his whole family, and they're I just love the like, support they it's have It's just so sweet. Like, there's him. this thing that I pick up on, and... Connor's family and a few other families where they have like a neurotypical sibling or a sibling that's not on the spectrum or whatever and they're just like they're talking to him and you can just see how in tune and how connected they are and how like it's just nice to see that families that are you know older than us because I think like in being younger parents you're just naturally more progressive and you know more things and you you know more about these things so sometimes when I see someone like what's his name from Boston I can't think of his name right now (laughs) he's wonderful he's older and his parents are much older and they are so in tune with him and so like the vibe I don't know his mom is wonderful I lost my train of thought oh but the (laughs) siblings when I see the siblings like 
helping them get ready for their date, just like yeah. talking about like how much they just want them to be happy and to feel like they belong to more than just the family. Like it just hit something in my chest that like I feel so deeply. I just like I could not love this show more. I love everything that it's doing. Like it's <laughs> just love, so good. I loved when Connor was just Xing women out while they were still at the table I, and writing notes and I was But like, the best part was like it's so it's it. so it good. So <laughs> the girl he goes, So do you like nature? And she goes, uh, I'm more into the city life. And he just right in front of her crosses out her name on Not the speed. Not that into nature. Not that into nature. And then one of the producers, the thing I like about this show too is the producers are so sweet because sometimes they like show them talking yes. to the people that are on the show. And he was like Connor, you know, if I were you, I, I probably wouldn't be crossing out their names right in front of them. And Connor was like, shit, I knew I shouldn't have done that. And he's he was like, so, so mad right. at himself. I he's know. like, you're so right. He just needed to be told. Like, yeah. he just needed it communicated to him directly. Yeah. And I just, ah, the show is so good. And yeah, I do love his family. And there was a point where he was getting real spun up because he's like, well, I don't want all this attention yeah. being on the show, which is like, he's just having yes. all these intrusive thoughts. And he's like, well, you know what? We're not the royal family. And you when know what? He honestly, himself to Princess Diana. They are the royal they family. They're my royal family. I want to keep up with them. I want to keep up with Connor. Absolutely. I am, I am loving this season so far. I obviously have to watch the rest of it, but I highly, highly recommend it. And Tanner. Tanner's Tanner. mom. I want to date Tanner's mom. I want to date Tanner's mom. Where's that show? I am. <laughs> it need, it's coming. It's Absolute coming. Fox. I love Tanner, first of all. He, there's something about him, there's something maybe about his eyes or something that really reminds me of a way that Lukey looks at me with this like pure joy and intent and it's very intense and it's very yeah. direct. Yeah. And he's like either completely ignoring you or he is inside of your soul like there's no middle ground with Lukey and I see that with Tanner mostly in the soul but I I just like I don't know I there's something about him that I love, makes me feel something about my son. I love his date guru because yes. once again like just she a very so cool she, and she's just giving him very direct, direct cues and he's like oh I get that and it's just so <laughs> interesting to see and one of the things I said to Lucas is that like you know we our son is autistic he is you know almost five years old, so we have grown up with him for five years. We don't live with an adult who is autistic, who is going through these experiences, and if I'm going to talk to people about wanting them to get more exposed and learn more about my son and who he is, then in turn, I should also be learning about what this could look like in adulthood. Yeah. And, like, so I think, like... Just normalizing this, bringing it onto television in such, like, a feel-good, honest, like, cool way. It's just, like, it's so important. Oh, yeah. And I think everybody needs to watch it. Yes, and I think that Tanner's rapid-fire animal game is my new favorite. Stop. When he's like, do you like koalas? Zebras. Giraffes. Animals. <laughs> he's like, Rhinoceros. I don't like hippos or alligators <laughs> or crocodiles or bears. But I love that he, like, I love that he's worried that he's talking too much, but his date, Kate. Kate. Who likes beavers and opening presents. Beavers and opening fucking presents. Fucking same. Yeah, same. Um, same. She like doesn't talk that much no. and he recognizes that he's over talking which I feel like I do that like yes. I'll over talk and then I'm like how do I reel this recoil, back recoil so recoil recoil so he's trying to ask these like really like like not like really open ended questions yes and she's just like one word answer. My favorite. But she's so happy to be there. She is so happy. And I loved her interview that they did with her at the end one-on-one -on -one because she wasn't giving a ton of feedback. She was more listening. And Tanner was doing a lot of the talking. And afterwards, they interviewed Kate. And they were like, are you having a great time? And she said something like, the best time of my life. Yeah. And it was just like, I love this so much. There was another cool scene where, like, normalizing adults with disabilities. Like, I have this thing where I sometimes am like, you know, People love Lukey. I feel he's so loved and supported. Lukey's four years old. I People have to love and support him when he's also 33 years old, and he's still not a typical 33-year-old. You oh, know, yeah. he's, he's not going to be this little tiny boy anymore that's running around watching, you know, Buzz. Maybe he will be. Who knows? But I think, He's like... He's probably going to be doing whatever Alaska tells him to. <laughs> he absolutely will be. But I just think it's so important to see all of this. Like, I yeah. don't know. It's just resonating with me really hard. And I get so excited about it that I, I can hardly 
keep my track I really, on track. I really loved it. And I was like, Steph's going to love that I watched it. Because now so we're going to have just another thing to talk about. And yes. they were really easy watches. And I was like doing laundry and just like hanging it's out like in the, the living per- room. Yes. Danny, I'm also loving. Oh, yes. I mean. Danny. Danny is one of a kind. Her she journey is. is unique. She is. I just. And that's another thing. It's like. Another cool thing on the show is, like, they even flat out said it. They're like, you know, sometimes people who are artistic, aut- artistic, autistic are said to be, you know, just put in a box of who they are and what they feel and what they want and what they don't want. And Danny is like, I want intimacy. I want love. Like, I want to do shots with my aunt I want to do shots with my aunt and uncle, <laughs> call them by their first name, and then go on a hot date with someone who wants to animate with me for the rest of my life. That's all she's looking for is a co-animator. And she is so direct, and I just love it. I yeah, just, and she's not willing. What I love I find it is very refreshing. they're not willing to break one of their standards. No. Like, Treat yourself like yeah, queens. Yes. And they are. They're and just your like, king or queen will come. That's what they're doing. Even the boy from Boston, <laughs> which, which I don't know why we can't think of I can't think of his, think of his name, but, but I like, also. Ugh. His date, which was going so well, was just Until, like, I think I want children someday. And he was like, he well, was like, we will well, never see each other again. And it was so, like, it's so refreshing to me yeah. because there's all this will we, won't we. Oh, should I, shouldn't I? And he's like, she wants a family. I never want kids. Yeah. Like, this just isn't right. I'm sorry. His like, family is precious. And the so way. So precious. Okay, wait. Did you I'm think obsessed. of me when his phone was vibrating and he was like, ugh? <laughs> yeah, it's just Darren and Erica. <laughs> Literally. Stephanie, shut up. And, like, you'll he, say like, it sometimes in my messages. Like, <laughs> Lauren will start off. She'll be like, I'm going to go listen to all 800 of your voice messages and I'm not annoyed about his it. His mom was like, why don't you just put it away? Because he yeah. wouldn't look at the phone. He, like, would not look at his That's messages. That's me being like, do not disturb. And do not disturbed. And before we get into our real topic yes. for the day, yes, because that wasn't the topic yes. and neither is this, but um, I forgot to mention when we were talking about The Bachelor yes. that um, there was like a very obvious trend, like a very obvious trend. Like everyone was so dewy and covered with sequins oh and highlighter. God. And it was just like so Y2K. So glittery. So Y2K. So holographic. Yes. A bunch of holographic Charizards yes. out there. Yeah. And I loved it. I loved yes. it. And I feel like. It was eye-catching. It was. <laughs> like as I watched it, I was like, this is dazzling. Like, every, like I am watching. I the know. The light's hitting everything. Honestly, it's like people's cheekbones pop out and you're like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, and you were like gold sequins dress. Gold yes. sequins dress. Lime green sequins dress. Yes. You're like, so right. Very Romy and Michelle. Very yes. like it was Which just honestly, very. Which honestly, Romy and Michelle forever. And I feel like I'm not doing that yet with my style. I'm very like I look like a wench right now. Well, I like, think I can love something so much, and just maybe it might not be for me. But it's manifesting in my home. Like my I home, like that. I feel like I have a lot of like shit that like catches the light. I have yes. prisms. Yes. I have disco balls. Sun catchers. Like golden hour is very yeah, very it's trippy poppin'. in my house. It absolutely so is. So I feel like I'm doing it in my own way, but like. I, yeah. I did love it, and I I sensed it as a theme. I really love that, too, and and I agree. I have a literal disco ball in my car, but I'm not really wearing sequins, and that's where I draw the line. You yeah, know? not yet. They're itchy. Yet. I'm, that's the thing. It's <laughs> Honestly, they're not going to feel good when your arms rub against them. Yeah, and now, like, I wear dresses, and I wear, like, big coats, and I look like, yes. I, I, look like I might be, like, full of watches on the inside, well, and, and also, I love that for me. Yeah, me, too, and I don't want my <laughs> sleeves to be too tight on top of each other, so. So, so that's why I don't wear sequins. Yeah, so, so that's I'll lo- that. I love to watch it, though. <laughs> Me I love too. to see it. I love how but, it looks on them. But get us into our topic for today. So, today is a really exciting episode because we are calling your moms. Now, this is something that we haven't done now since, it's probably been a few months we did it once. They didn't call over the holidays. They didn't call. You didn't call your moms. <laughs> they didn't. We've been waiting and waiting. And when are you going to call us? We've been <laughs> texting by you the all phone. day. <laughs> my mom, you know it's bad when she's like, um, did you get my text message? I'm like, mom, I'm overstimulated. But <laughs> we're calling your moms today. Today we're calling the moms. You called us finally. Yeah. for our Rudies to send in some things that we could give feedback on. And I think the thing that, like, we want to emphasize with Call Your Moms is 
we are in a way giving advice, but more so just talking whatever pops into our head. We're not we're not professionals. Like no. we don't have any kind of degrees <laughs> that say like you should advise people on what they should do. But we want to share our shared experience and our feelings and and you guys can share your feelings back with us because we would love to hear like if you disagree with what we say, tell us. Call us back. Yes, and although we're not, you know, we we're bringing up the chairs, you know, cyber wise but yeah. we're not all here I like to look at different viewpoints as well Absolutely. when we talk about things because what's right for me might not right be right for you and we could think of a thousand scenarios that would be better for you know somebody else Absolutely. so I feel like it's just like an open discussion and it's really just sometimes putting the topic out there and I know we said this last time it makes you feel validated in a small way but when I you feel validated too. in a small way you feel a little confident you feel like not just I think that. And if we can make you feel that way, even if it's in a small way, and you go out into the world and project that, then, I mean, it's bound to carry forward. Absolutely. It's, like, it's the golden rule of motherhood and I think that's, human. And that's Humanness. honestly, like, I feel like this kind of segment or whatever you want to call it, this thing that we do, this thing that we made up to, to talk to our Rudy's, like... It's really what, at the core, we want this podcast to be. Yes. Like, we want to connect with you guys as much as we want you to listen to us. So, like, even if we're not doing a Call Your Mom segment, we're not putting it out there, like, reach out to us. Call us. Like, we will throw one of these in any time. Review our podcast yes. where you listen to it. Rate, review, Maybe. subscribe, tell your friends to call their moms. Yes. So, should we do it? Let's do it. Let's call. Okay. Who called us first? So we're going all anonymous this week. Yes. All right. So No one wants to be named. No. And I love that. So for our first call, um, the first submission, finding time to play with my kids during the week is so hard. Then the mom got, mom guilt hits hard. Mom helps. Oh my gosh. I cannot read. I'm going to reread that. Okay. Reread it. And the first submission is. The first submission is. Finding time to play with my kids during the week is so hard. Then the mom guilt hits hard. Mom hacks welcome. <laughs> Preach. Same. Yeah. Same. And if you talk to anyone, they're like, they feel guilty no matter how many hours you're in your home in a day, you're going to feel guilty. You're going to could... feel like, where did that come from? Where did that come from? I feel like it comes from us not having enough time in the day. And then spreading ourselves just too thin because, honestly, I read this submission and I didn't want to, like, write out any answers or anything. But obviously, as you read a submission, you think about it. And when I read this, I was like, I don't even know if I have an answer for this because this is how I feel every single day. I am trying to figure out what is the balance between, you know trying to keep this ship afloat, spending time with my family, yeah. and also, like, washing my hair. Yeah, I would say that because it's so, like, like you said, like, we're always just getting to the next point, and, yeah. then, and then it's bedtime, and then you do it again, and you're just, like, checking Rinse off repeat. the list all day, and then you're like, okay, we're done again. And yeah. it feels so hustly, and then when you're standing still I feel as though I have a hard time being present me too so I'm trying to capture those little moments in bigger ways so like the ride to school now yeah. right that's three minutes for me that I can just focus on my child and think like we do little bits I feel like a we damn clown the on the way to school we have like two minutes and 30 seconds before Nora's getting out of the car like A to B oh yeah and I'm like what do you want a song a dance like yeah, you know I'm, like, I'm giving it every yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the cash what do you cab want me to play? ring ding 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 yeah ding. we're doing trivia we're listening to audiobooks but I have three minutes and yeah. I feel like that three minutes could be memorable or it could just be another part of the day where I'm in my head. Yeah. And maybe I'm going to slip up while I'm cooking dinner and I'm not going to be as interactive and as like peppy as I want to be. But then I'm going to think, okay, that wasn't a big deal. Like I needed to be in my head, you know, like the yeah. stove was on, you know, it was, it was yeah. a crisis and I'm going to move forward in a way that like I am, I'm being fun at bath time. Yeah. You know, all of a sudden, you know, what? like you have to, you have to count your wins, mm -hmm. and even if they're small ones, I feel as though those are the things that your kids at the end of the day are smiling about. Absolutely, and I think, like, one thing that Luke and I try to do, especially with parents of two kids, is we try to, like, 
we try to like either sometimes divide and conquer or or if it gets to the point where like we're both getting worn down and like dividing and conquering just isn't working, then sometimes it's actually more worth it for us to say like, hey, I'm going to go do something for a little bit. Can you do this alone so I can have a minute alone and then switch? So yeah. like I think sometimes we're both so like we get home from work and I think you know, we all have very different schedules. Like my schedule is very basic and I, I bring the kids to school. I work until they get out of school. I pick them up from school and then I'm a mom. I feel like I am like being different people throughout the day. Like I am, I am work stuff. I am, I am mom stuff. I am wife stuff. And that's really hard. But like, that's sometimes the only way that I can digest it is like, I have to almost compartmentalize in a way. Yeah. And I have to say that like, at the other end of it, where I have hours that are are wild sometimes. I mean, yeah. you want to talk about mom guilt. One time I dropped my daughter off at school and she said goodnight to me. <laughs> it was fucking 8.30 in the morning. She's like, see you in a couple days. And I was like, Ugh. yeah, to the chest with that one. And that's because hard. Because she knew that I was going to work past her bedtime. And the way that my job works is sometimes in the evening I'm not busy and I FaceTime her. And other times... I'm very busy to the point that I have to pay attention to what I'm doing. Yeah. So I felt like, oh, my goodness. But when I took that, I said, you're going to have a great night with your dad. Mm -hmm. And I love you. And good night. And Mm -hmm. it sucked to say good night to her. I got to say good night to her again that night, which I was like, here I am again. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's that other factor that, like, even though you're not there for every single thing in your child's life— if you have a a village or a support system or a partner, someone's there. Somebody that makes up yes. for that percentage that you can't do it. Yes. They are gonna feel just as loved, just as supported. Absolutely. And in the morning, I turned it on even even harder for yeah. her. You know, I was like making pancakes. I was like, Bob you know, Barker it was Chef here. Mickey yeah. up in this bitch. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, it's just like I think you have ha- to give yourself a little grace. I was gonna say, I think we have to take it easy on ourselves. I don't know even if I have a, a hack board games. I like board games because at least you're sitting down. Like I don't know if that's a hack, but that's something that we like to do. Or like I just try to jazz up the ordinary because sometimes all I have in me is mediocre. That's just what is in my tank today. Yes. So like if we're gonna have a movie day, then you know let's make some popcorn. Let's make it a showing. You know let's. let's You've seen just... my construction paper ticket. Exactly. So sometimes you just have to like find one more ounce of like how can I make this normal a little more special. But also sometimes you can't. Yeah. And that's also okay because yes. some days. I just honestly am just annoyed at life. I'm tired. I'm in a bad mood. Whatever it may be. And of course, like on some level, I do have to be a parent and get it together. But also, I don't have to keep myself at, you know, an expectation every single day because I can't reach it every single day. Oh, absolutely. You know? And it brings me to a whole thing that like the expectations that you're setting for everyone and that you're disappointed that you're not making aren't real. Yeah. So like if your child was understimulated by your standards today because they played Barbies by themselves mm-hmm. instead of you with like a three-part series plot, mm-hmm. you know, it's probably going to be okay. They're yeah. safe. They're fed. They're cared for. Yes. If you are meeting their needs... They're going to be okay. They're going to be okay. And there's going to be a moment where you're going to go above If you're even thinking, if you're even feeling guilty, that means you're trying. Like, isn't that the whole point of it all? Like, if you're feeling, did I do enough? Then you're trying. So, like, just remember that. And I think, like, I get a ton of mom guilt. And also, like, I think one thing that's tough for me is that, like, one of the reasons that I really wanted to have two children and not one child is because... I really wanted my kids to have each other, and they absolutely do have each other. My children love each other in a beautiful, deep way. One thing that they don't really do is play together. And and Preach. And, like, the thing is, like, obviously you're in a very similar boat, but I think, like, obviously in having a child with disabilities, there are some things you naturally have to let go of. There's things that you have to... You just have to accept and you have to change your perspective. And one of those things is, you know, by five years old, you would think that your children would be playing together and that you would get some sort of like, hey, you know, go play with your brother. And I don't get that. And 
sometimes I'm a little bummed about that. And other times I'm like, whatever. Like, they are happy. They are living how they live. And, you know, I think it's just letting go of expectations. Yeah, I mean, I I now have a toddler that that can verbalize enough to reason with, but she's just saying no. But she's unreasonable. (laughs) Yeah. She's like, I know what you're saying. Stage diving off the couch. So... Yeah. That's fun too. I, yeah. So I And that's not the type of friend that you leave to play with blocks with no, a six year old. You so absolutely don't. I so, feel like like you said, you just have to snag you have to snag the good moments. Take your wins. Take your wins. And, and when you realize don't realize that your loses aren't that important. What, that's what Netflix is for. When we're losing, just you know what? We're all doing it. It's gonna be okay. Yes. And keep rooting for yourself. Yes. Because you're growing too. I mean, it's like we you're all think working, that we know everything. You're working <laughs> a whole ass job, raising a family. Like, yeah. you're doing it. Like, yeah. you're doing it. And even if you're staying home, yes. you're staying home and you're cultivating a home yes. in a way that you're just like making sure everybody You don't even get to survives. leave your workplace and there is no paid vacation ever. Yeah, you are the facility. A hero. A hero. A hero within a hero within your business. If you're feeling guilty, it's only because you're trying so hard to be the best that you can be. So take it easy on yourself. Yeah, I think that that's the biggest takeaway. The mom hack is you don't. You shouldn't feel guilty. You should take a few deep breaths and say, "I tried my best." Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And just keep trying your best. Keep trying. I hope that did something. <laughs> um, our next submission is submission would be the word, right? Submission. You I submit guess. it. Yes, it was submitted. <laughs> All right. It's <laughs> highs and lows of going from one to two babies. So. <laughs> I mean, gather round, gather round, <laughs> gather round. We're going to tell you a tale. And I have to say that there is this part of me that, I mean, I should talk Alaska a lot. Good thing she doesn't understand it yet because I'm like, wow. Yeah. And she is a wow person. She Absolutely. is an intense being. Like mm-hmm. she is, she grabs my face and says, look at me. And then she doesn't say anything. It's, Lukey does that too. And he goes, ah, exactly. Like, <laughs> but it's the same message. Yes. They're and, saying the same thing. And I read it loud and clear. Yeah. And I feel as though she is like, she's such a force to be reckoned with at one. And like, I, I can't imagine her any other way, but having a second child is difficult. Absolutely. It is is such, and I waited, I waited five years. Yeah. So with that, I had some forgetting and I had a functional, you know, wiped her bum, said yes and no. I'm pretty sure she was getting her own juice boxes, you know, like that level of child. Yeah. The one that you say good night and you walk out of the room. Mm -hmm. And then we said, let's just start all over. You know, like that. One more time. This is too easy. This is getting way too easy. I'm sleeping. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm rolling around. That's all you've got. Rolling around with just a cup. Enter Alaska. And enter Alaska. And I still now think to myself, because when I talk some, I talk all different ways when it comes to having more children. And when I talk about having more children, I'm usually like, blah, blah. (laughs) don't even don't even right now like Mm. don't even and that's because I have a child right now that doesn't sleep through the night Mm -hmm. like doesn't sleep at night (laughs) she's nocturnal doesn't sleep yeah (laughs) I haven't seen her sleep no in days but um but I feel like I just am in such a a way that I couldn't think of starting over right now Mm -hmm. because this time I started o- the first time I started over from from like a safe place, you know. Yes. I had a comfort, like you had a groove. And then to think of getting to that safe place again, I yes. think of of their age and being spread out and my age and my ability to stay up all night yeah. at that point and will Alaska be sleeping when she's 5? I know. Stay tuned. Spoiler alert, Lukey's not, so Because the biggest you just thing, don't know. well that's I was going to say the biggest thing about having two as you know is you don't get the same kid twice. You don't get the same kid twice. I'll tell you that much. And I feel like for me, when I was pregnant with Lukey, I think my biggest fear, not yet having a second child, but knowing I was going to, was that I wasn't going to be able to love him like as much as I love Nora. Like if I'm being quite honest, I was like, how could I ever connect with somebody the way that I do with this this human that did is you, all of me. Did you feel less attached to Lukey when he was in, in your uterus? So 
truthfully, until I could really feel them, I wasn't feeling much attachment at all. I was excited with the concept of having a baby, but I hated being pregnant because of what it did to me. So it was really hard to feel connected to something that was making me feel like I was dying. Yeah. Once I could feel them in there and started feeling movements, then I think my brain started to be able to like connect that to being inside me and not just feeling sick all of the time. Okay. So I think that was a turning point for me. Um, But I will say like, I think probably a lot of parents going on to have their second child are scared. Like, how can I love two children? Like, how am I going to to possibly feel this way about another child? You don't feel the same. You feel differently, but in a completely mind-blowing unimaginable way yeah that part is explosion like (laughs) there is no fear like I know that first child feels like sun shoots out their ass and it does but like the sun's (laughs) gonna shoot out the second one's ass too yeah in a different way (laughs) in a totally different way and like I think the other thing with having a second child is the the known fact that you are going to have to divide yourself into another piece. Oh, yeah. Like, you can't give baby number one as much as you were. Like, that's a fact. But I also feel like that builds to to the learning curve of baby number one. Because now you have to pivot and you have to say, I can't look at you all the time. Like, I can't. It shapes so much of your course. It's literally the game of life. You're like, have another baby or not? And then you go on that path and you grow with whatever is happening. Yes. And although, like, Lennon is sick, so she has a really hard time with timing. But I try to give, she's obviously the one that's more aware. So I try to give her the, like, the choice of timing. Because I know I have to split my time. Mm -hmm. I know I have to split myself. So I say, do you want me to help you with your homework right now? And I'll, you know, strap down the toddler and feed her something until that doesn't do it anymore? Mm-hmm. Um, or do you want me to, you know, run down the baby and we can get her a movie yeah. and we'll do your homework later? And you're kind of giving her, like, that feeling of being in control because she's lost some of that. Yeah, sometimes I... <laughs> but sometimes, sometimes it they, reads ultimatum. I'm yes. like, what the hell do you yeah. want to do right now? Literally fucking I'm like, she's on the fucking ceiling. Yeah, <laughs> you got it. I got to get this baby Why down. are you doing math? <laughs> but it's like, I, yeah, so the... The hardest and easiest parts, I think the easiest part is you're going to love this baby. Like oh, you, and watching, Your heart will grow, and then your babies meet each other. Watching your babies love each other. There is literally, like, at the end of every night that Lauren and I don't sleep, we see our kids connect at some point, and we're like, that's why we had them. Because as hard as it is, the good, I, could, I can only speak for myself. I think I can speak for you far outweighs the difficulties and I think just as you learn and you grow through your first child you will learn and grow with your second child because they're going to be different anyways so like remember how to swaddle but like you don't even need to remember much more than that because they're completely different yes and it's going to make you one pro is that it's going to make you a more well-rounded mother because you are going to you are going to look at situations with your first and you are going to it's going to work right so you're going to feel you're going to feel honorary about it because it worked for that baby yeah and you're going to say yeah you get that hatch sound machine or baby or number get the 2 fuck is out like, of here. Yeah. and then baby number 2 says fuck your sound they machine they go i literally hate sound <laughs> like, i dare I really you everything and then you say okay it had nothing to do with the sound machine it was yeah. dumb fucking luck and yes. i'm an idiot and i should be quiet because maybe that won't work for somebody absolutely and I feel like when you get that other side of the coin feeling, you you universally just feel like, okay, you know, like this is a crazy mm-hmm. experience. And now I have to be another mom. Yeah. But like a different mom. Yeah, but it you're the same mom. You're you just are you're to able to human. like spin multiple plates, which I feel yeah. like is such a a crazy, crazy thing to think of mentally. It really is. But when you're physically in it, it feels it feels nice. It feels like it feels like where you want to be. And eventually, I think you do continuously find different grooves. Like obviously, I think in the beginning, it's obviously a lot. You have a newborn and a toddler, whatever you may have, I don't know. And 
that's exhausting, but eventually you will find a groove again and you will find a new normal and you will just keep changing with that. Because if I had only had Nora, which could have been its own life, like that is that is a path in my midnight library, you know, that I could have taken. But the way that I have changed and grown from having Lukey, like has also just made me who I am today. So I just think it's cool to say to see in which ways they are shaping me as much as I am shaping them. So it's like, I don't know. Yeah. And I feel like I have two girls, so I picture myself down the road. Like, they're so different. And, I mean, let's face it. There's things you love about your kids, and there's things, you know. There's things early you didn't pick. You didn't pick it. It's a genetic lottery. It's their dad. It's the dad side of the family. But you, you know, and you think about that. And I think when they're older, like, I just can't wait to be, like, sitting with Lennon, like, there goes Alaska again, kicking her dock through her boyfriend's mirror, you know? I literally. There there she is again. And just, like, having that, like, having that bond within them because because I am such a, I'm such a all over my kid's parent that I, I know how I am with my parents. And I hope that my children are similar, Mm -hmm. you know, and I hope that they can just, that we can have a bond, that we can just love each other and also, like, grow together even when they're bigger, you know? I hope they never grow away from me. I hope we're always really tight roots. Absolutely. I think that's, that's my entire hope as well. That's all that I want. So I think, I think to this, Rudy... You're going to figure it out. It's going to have its moments of challenges, but after the lows, every challenge, the lows, they'll be come. low. They will be. But those highs are unreal. Yeah. You're going to cry. Yeah. <laughs> Feel your feelings. Feel your feelings. Let them Lean out. Lean on people. Let people help you. Let people take older child's baby A. And Let normalize, them them. normalize baby A seeing your emotions. Yes. Yes. And it's hard, but you'll you have no choice. Because you're gonna have the lows, right? We're we're talking highs and lows, so you're gonna have the lows, and the lows are sloppy. They're yeah. on the bathroom floor. They're you know there's there's you, breast milk everywhere. Yeah. You know it's just not good. But it's not normalize good. your older child knowing that you're hurting because it's it's important to know that it's okay to hurt. And what an empathetic okay human it will forward. create. Because now Nora is the kind of gal that when I'm over there. You know, in my feelings, crying, having a moment, she comes over, she touches my shoulder, and she's like, what do you need? Like, rubbing my back. And I'm like, that's because I've let her seen, I've let her see me not be okay. I can be at wit's end. Wit's end. Yes. And that little hand comes over, and it's on my back, and I'm like, Mush. Absolute mush. Your heart's going to grow three sizes. Yes. So congratulations on expanding your family. Yes. So You're going to need a bigger vehicle. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I hope if it's a two-car seat situation, which it probably is, because kids stay in car seats now until they're 25. If your tall, if your tall kid is still in a car seat, then I'm I'm never gonna. Nora's gonna be in one in probably her sophomore year. So yeah, so so yeah. get a van or something <laughs> for our next submission. Uh, yes, next submission. Let's see. Okay. All right, an anonymous Rudy. I was settling for a relationship I didn't really want. Without any obligations or happiness holding me to my current life, I decided to start over fresh. Do you have any advice for someone that is trying to build a new them or figure out who they really are? First of all, I think, like, the thing that stood out to me about this this message the most is, like, what you already, like, Obviously, they are trying to figure out who they are, but the thing that I don't know if they realize is that they've already begun because if they hadn't already begun to figure out who they were, they wouldn't realize, wouldn't have realized that that situation wasn't fitting them anymore. Like, imagine just being like, yes, I'm unhappy. Yeah. This isn't what I want, and I'm not, like, in this deep enough to, like, be too deep, and I'm just going to, you know what, I got to do what's right for me. I kind of feel like they have a really good gut like intuition absolutely and that they need to trust it like because 
I think that it's really easy to stay in something that's comfortable, even if it's not suiting you, because who wants to start over? Like, starting over sucks. Like, Absolutely. no one wants to do that, but you know what sucks I more? Mean, I've got my Settling roots. miserably. My roots are so deep that if I had to start over, I would just have to straight gone girl. Yeah. Oh, for sure. The bangs would be cut and you'd find me somewhere. Like, but, <laughs> but to be that bold, to really, to really I think it's uproot, really cool. I think it's cool too. And I feel as though like when you are making that huge transition, when you're saying like new year, new me, and yeah. you're saying like, I'm just going to go for this or like I'm unhappy and I need to change. Like you need to go with your first instinct yes. and you need to act on it because you already have like this, I feel like people have this like we're running out of time thing because yeah. once again, there's a standard timeline that we were given. Yeah, we specifically were given, women, but we can talk about that at another time. And a lot of us, you know, we buy into the American dream. Yeah. You know, you need a house, want, you need a car, you need a baby, you need a husband, you need a mortgage. You yeah. Know? You need five jobs. It's, it's life. It's <laughs> literally life. Jobs. Yeah, five to ten jobs. <laughs> but I feel like when you're thinking on that timeline and you're saying, oh, I'm getting older, you're you're also saying like, oh, I regret what I've done thus far. So do something that you're not going to regret yeah. not doing it. You know, Absolutely. just like do something bold, go in a direction that maybe you fail, but the worst that but happens, you, you come back to this square. Yeah, and even if you do fail, I bet you're going to find out something about yourself that maybe you didn't know or maybe you needed clarification on. Like, maybe go on a trip by yourself. Like, do something cool. I don't know what kind of Rudy you are, but, like, you clearly have a strong compass of, like, where you want your life to go. So I would say, like, keep following it. Lean on your friends. Hang out with your friends. Like, just be happy, find things that bring you happiness, and then just go in that direction. Like, Absolutely. And I feel like we are, we as people that are not taking a full 180 are still trying to find out who we are. Oh, thousand percent. You know, so although we're not doing anything big and bold, yeah. maybe we do get the bangs, yeah. you know. <laughs> I've been low. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we thrift a little harder that yeah. week. Maybe we're trying to crochet. You it's know. a whole spectrum of things you can do. And I feel like there's those little things that you can indulge in and say like, oh, I'm taking me time. Because I feel as though me time is very liberating. Yes. That you're and like very subjective in my land. It could be a whole range of things. Yes, but for this person who's stating no obligations, me time could be, you know, something Go lavish. do you. I feel like this is, I mean, obviously I'm sure there are layers of sadness or whatever to this, but like this is exciting. Like you don't yeah. have to think about what somebody else wants to do. Find what you want to do and just follow that path. Absolutely. You know, do you, boo. I think I would start <laughs> with like a sensory deprivation thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then you would go straight into like one of those destruction rooms where you like break everything right after. And then I'd sign up for jungle safari. Yeah. <laughs> but don't take that advice Yeah, too, don't literally. do that though, maybe, unless you're Lauren. <laughs> but I really liked that submission. I also liked that it wasn't really, I mean, I love talking about being a parent. That's obviously something that brought us here. But I think it's really cool to talk to other things outside of that. And yeah, and I think that building on yourself is always something that you should be always, talking about. Always, no matter like the reason it's happening, it's something that we're all trying to do. So... We can all take a little piece of that. We're rooting for you, Rudy. Absolutely. So I think this is submission number four. Okay. All right. How do you let go as a mother as your kid gets older? Is helicopter mom still a thing when they're almost 17? Navigating the thoughts of being an empty nester in a few years is unreal. Yes, I'll be doing life with my best friend still, but life as a mother gives a different purpose. I I mean, I don't have anybody that's leaving the nest. Not yet. But one thing about me is that I am a babysitter from way back. Mm. And I babysat when, like, the 90s people were having babies. So they were like, what are you, 12? You took a class in middle school? Come over here and watch yeah. three of my kids. They're like, yeah, exactly. So a lot of the, the children that I babysat are, like, having children and getting married and being each other's best men. And, like, it's such an emotional thing for me because I feel like, like— I can't even picture my children being that big. Yes. But when you see kids that you've loved since they were little and now they live away at school and they're they're whole ass adults, you're like, it this is gonna happen. This is imminent. Yes, it is. You know, and they it's grow. Like to be honest, I'm we are so far away from there, it feels 
but it scares me. Like, we obviously cannot speak about, we cannot give advice based on experience because we are on the other side. Like, we're not getting ready for our birdies to leave the nest. And Weren't we far away from six? <laughs> I know we were. <laughs> just yesterday. What the fuck happened I know. there? <laughs> Things are just moving fast. First and they're six, then they're fucking 26. <laughs> time scares me. And I think that I will be a helicopter parent in the way that my mom is still a helicopter parent. Yeah, I think there's a way to do it with pizzazz where you're like, so I'm going to live the next town over. <laughs> I don't know. I don't I know. Live, I live within 15 minutes of yeah. you. I need your location. Like yeah. I am a, I am a grown woman with a home and a husband and a family and like a job that's, that's like pretty and my whole family has my location and my whole family has my location. Like I'm an unleashed toddler. Yeah. And they're going to ask me if I'm somewhere I shouldn't be. And when I get home from work, my mom's going to be like, I'm glad you're home from work. She's yeah. going to, she's going to slide that text in there and like, you know what I'm I think watching. this goes to show like seeing the relationship that we have with our parents and the relationships we hope to have with our kids when we grow up it just shows that although it literally sounds like the scariest thing in the world our our relationship is ever changing it's ever evolving into different forms we're always going to love our parents and hopefully 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 we just all stay close you know locally because that is like that is my fear that is my fear I think though that a big testament that my parents speak to when it comes to raising us is that like they never like they never damned us for anything they never like made us feel like what we were doing was wrong they always yes. wanted us to communicate even when we were being bad yes because I just was like honest to my mom when I was being I'm like there's beer in there and we're going yeah. to, we're going to Nina's and that's yeah. what we're doing and yeah. like, and she's like okay but like and I'm like and she thinks we're sleeping here and there's yeah. a person sleeping there and that one thinks we're sleeping there you are there. the overly and, honest and like, I'm like and they we're know. probably going to be in a field and yeah. there's going to be a fire and she's like okay alright <laughs> like text me when you guys are somewhere yeah. and like come back home like she'd be like sleep here but that's why she wanted me to have to that feel comfortable to come back home to be and to bring all my drunk sloppy friends that all their friends all their family thought that they were somewhere yes you know else she wanted us just to be safely somewhere yes. instead of in that field yeah you know sleeping yeah I so think... I feel like when you when you open communication and I mean obviously I'm not saying like let your kids do whatever they want I'm saying you know with boundaries that are comfortable for you, you have to make your kids feel like the communication is open. And In two you, ways. Two ways. And then you're just going to grow up and be friends. Yes. Like, my parents are my friends. I think that's the goal, right? That's the goal. Like, to just be, like, the best friends and to always want to be in each other's lives. And obviously, like, selfishly, I would love my children to stay in the same town as I am. Like, a girl can dream. But, of course, if my children decide that, like their hearts take them elsewhere I'll probably follow them but I can't stop them because all we can do is raise our kids to like love and keep a connection with us and then we just have to support them in what they do and hope that like what we've created and what we've rooted together is strong enough to withstand wherever we're going yeah you know and, and be be firm on your you know your safety rules what you decide is safe for your children and make sure that they respect those boundaries but when it comes to their characteristics and their interests and where they want to spend their time and who they want to love and what they want to do and where they want to be, just be supporting. Just yes. be there. Just be. Just hear them. Just hear them and accept and them. And if you do and that, they're always going to come to you. I really think that because I feel yeah. like that's why I always go to my family because they make me feel heard. Yes. And like we just have such an open communication. So that's something I really try to bring in with my kids. Yes. And, and then I think it just, it carries on from there. Yeah. And my parents, they... And my family in general, they celebrate my victories and they support my mistakes. As and scary as some of them might be for them to watch <laughs> you do, like, um, not to bring it back to Love on the Spectrum, but when I was watching, there was this part where um, Abby's mom, she was saying, like, how happy she was to hear Abby tell her that she didn't need her anymore. Yeah. And that really hits because you're like... I want my children to need me and want me and love me, but what a beautiful thing it will be every time that I teach them so much that they need me less. Like, and I think that's like a way that you have to try to think it. And I'm saying this from a place of someone who's absolutely fucking terrified for their kids to move out. Like I will be 
shaking, crying on the floor probably when it <laughs> happens. But I think like we get through all of the things that are challenging and we're going to come out on the other side and you're going to figure out what what that new life looks like. You know, it's going to be a new picture, but it'll be cool. And I think the biggest goal is at first you'll be needed and eventually you'll be wanted. Yes. And I think I think that I love that's, that. that's what we want. That's, that's what we want. That's absolutely what we want. Absolutely. So thanks for writing in and I'm sorry that your child is almost 17 cuz that is horrific. Ah! <laughs> what do you mean? No. Uh, um so our final entry? Yes. Our final entry comes from an anonymous Rudy dad. Yeah. I'd like to remain anonymous. Yeah. Sometimes um, the dads root for us. We love that. We do have male and, listeners. And sometimes we even root for the dads. <laughs> Once in a while. When they're not working hard, hard against us. <laughs> so um, the question is, why stay rooted? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> the answer is, of course. So when it came down to naming the podcast... I think had we already even started recording, like, and we still were like, what the fuck are we We're like, welcome to with Stephanie and Lauren. Yeah, we were still trying to figure it out because it, it meant a lot to us. It meant a lot to us. And although we are a couple of moms trying to make it mm-hmm. and, you know, we're, we're running this support group, we didn't want to pigeonhole ourselves to just be about motherhood exactly. because we're not. Exactly. We figured that we've planted roots at this point. You yes. know, like, I feel like I always say and... I mean, you guys are part of it, but, like, we we have made a family, Absolutely. quite literally. Like, we've made this network of people. We have this village. And, you know, your family is not always your blood. I have blood family, but I also have all of this amazing family that I've met along the way. Yes. And networked with. And that we stay connected to and that we stay and rooted that we root to. to. So I feel like when you think of Roots Under the Ground, like, in a big networky way, the way that they all connect, like... We're trying to stay rooted. Mm-hmm. Remember that mushroom show I, I watched? I was literally just, was it the mycelium or something? Mycelium <laughs> that networks us all together. That's or, the fucking internet. Or <laughs> The Last of Us, if you like zombies, they also had some network going on. But Where are all the roots? The internet's the mycelium. We're not saying this is about zombies, but we're not saying it's not about zombies. But what we're saying is that... No matter where we grow, no matter where we go, no matter where life takes us, we want to always stay rooted together, but we also want to root for each other. I think it was just a name that felt like it encompassed so many different little things, and I think it would be even hard to explain, but it just, it came, and it just felt right. Like, And it's become something. It it's has. become spinoffs, and it's become nicknames, and we have our Rudies. Yes. And when you're bad, we'll call you Rudy Giuliani's. Yeah. <laughs> You've really been wanting to call somebody I've that for a wanting, while. I call I'm Steve glad Rudy you got Giuliani that. All the I'm time. glad like, you got I that. I needed that. You so needed that. Don't be a Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> Absolutely not. Just be a Rudy. Just be a Rudy. But... And thank you for being a Rudy and listening yes. to Stay Rooted and taking chances on us because yes. as we grow, we we keep spiraling in different directions. So yeah, don't forget to call your mom. No, call us anytime you want. Send in something. We want to hear from you. Absolutely. All right, guys. Thanks for calling. Thanks for attending our virtual mom support group with Stephanie and Lauren. Pull up a chair, light the sage. We are going through it and growing through it. And And we're we're always rooting for you. It makes you feel validated in a small way. But when you feel validated in a small way, you feel a little confident. You feel like, not just I think that. And if we can make you feel that way, even if it's in a small way, and you go out into the world and project that, then, I mean, it's bound to carry forward. Absolutely. It's it's the golden rule of motherhood and I think that's, and that's honestly, like, I feel like this kind of segment or whatever you want to call it, this thing that we do, this thing that we made up to, to talk to our Rudy's, like, it's really what at the core we want this podcast to be.